The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel and joining us today is Anthony. Hey everyone. And Shabazz. Hey guys, what's going on everybody? Yes, we are at the Movie Podcast and I'm here taking over for Daniel. Daniel, we're kicking him out of the studio right now. I don't like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw you off. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah? Doing good, you know? We've been Survived off. another week. We've been off for a little while. Were we though? We Not really, because we, main episode. We're, we didn't have a main movie podcast episode, right. but we did have a lot of content going up on the movie podcast feed, which oh, yeah. you should definitely be listening to, because there's a lot of great stuff there. Uh, what, what's the week been like for you guys? Good. I mean, we watched a lot of films. Um, it was a big week for comic book fans, because we had Zack Snyder's Justice League come out along with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that was a big week for a lot of people that wanted some content, because we've been starving for it for a while. It's true. It's true. Yeah. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to write in and be part of the show, uh, give your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head over to the at the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and write into the show. We'd love to, ha- we'd love to hear your voice. Uh, as you already know, we're on a mission to hit 200 ratings on Apple Podcasts before September. So if you haven't yet, open up the podcast app. Search the movie podcast. You should already know we should already be there because you love us so much. Hit that five stars. Maybe write a little something if you like what we're doing. We'd appreciate it. Some updates this week. South by Southwest. We're there, sort of. Um, Our coverage will be quite a lot smaller than we originally intended due to a lot of the movies being geo-blocked in Canada. So I know there's a lot of movies that we were looking forward to at least, you know, checking out and reviewing and discussing but a lot of the big ones or most of them not in canada they said yeah yeah it's funny we're, we're really far it's really far um it's, it's funny that a film festival is geo-blocking a movie that really doesn't have rights yet sure internationally so yeah. it's, it's a film festival like yeah. well, how can you block so we got, what yeah. did we get? Some Norwegian We got films? some 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 random movies here and there. Scandinavian. Uh, yeah. We watched Ninja Baby. Ninja Baby, yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, um, um, everything else that we kind of looked up was a short film, anything from like eight to 12 minutes long. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out by South by Southwest. I don't know why they... Uh, they did that. Yeah, and, and I mean, there was rumors before, like, okay, it's geo-blocked, but for press at least... It'd be open. And I get geo-blocking it for maybe, like, so you don't have people over the world buying tickets for something, but, yeah. like, for just regular tickets. But to also geo-block the press is interesting, because it's like, don't you want people talking about the movies that are there? Clearly Very not. strange. Yeah. Um, also, what's, what's, what I find really interesting with South by Southwest is that you buy a festival pass. You don't buy, like, tickets for individual movies. So... If, I, I just feel like South by Southwest as a whole this year has been very quiet. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people have been 
it really isn't attending. the same fanfare as Sundance did. No, not at all. Sundance felt like an event this year. Yeah. And we know because we put out like a million reviews from there. That's true. Uh, reviews that we have, speaking of which, our Zack Snyder Justice League review and spoiler discussion is available now. Hour and a half long. Hour and a half long, almost as long as the first chapter yeah. of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, we go all in, talking everything that happened in the movie, our thoughts, our opinions. It's the date we keep in mind. It's the day after we watch it, so it's still very just kind of raw to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really fun conversation, I think. Um, we also have our review of the first three episodes of Invincible, which is a brand new show premiering on Prime this Friday, um, and our review of the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. As we said in that review, we will have weekly recaps, just like we did for WandaVision, every week on the movie podcast feed. Um, something really cool. Uh, another thing we did cool this week was speak to Sean O'Connell, who was the author of the release the Snyder Cut book. So we go into his whole story about why he wrote that book, what the book's all about, and what it's like to be in that Snyder Cut movement right now. How are you guys feeling now a few days removed from the official release? You know, the movie is out there now. People have seen it. Um, Anthony, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about Zack Snyder's Justice League right now? I think I feel so. I feel happy for Zack. You know, um, he's got his vision out there and people love it. Critics love it. Fans love it. So I'm happy that he was able to conclude this chapter. I think this might lead to a sequel in the, in the future because just all the news this week, you looked on Twitter, Reddit, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League is trending. Restore the Snyderverse, as they yeah. say. So I'm happy for him. I really am. Shay, how about you? Yeah, yeah, same as Anthony. I, I'm stoked. Uh, I didn't expect it to get this much love, and, and I'm really happy that it did. Yeah. Um, I was afraid that we'd still get the toxicity of the other side that, you know, really hates Zack Snyder and really right. hates these DCEU films. Um, but as of right now, I feel like this is the, uh, maybe next to Wonder Woman, it's probably the best-reviewed DCEU film out there right now. Uh, I guess with Shazam and... I think Shazam yeah. and Aquaman, yeah. It's not like it's that crazy for yeah. them, but yeah. But it's also, I feel like, it's getting positive reviews, but the positive reviews are like, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it, like it, six yeah, or seven out of ten, right? Yeah, people yeah. aren't saying like, this is the most amazing thing in the world, but they're right. saying, like, thank God we it's got this. It's not 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, it's right. not as bad as the theatrical, and I'm glad that he's getting in. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised he's getting such huge recognition on, when just looking at the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's at, what? Uh, 74, 74, I think, right now. That's huge for Zack Snyder, because yeah, he, he, most of his movies are never that high. No. Never that high, so... Yeah, this is good news for him. Maybe, um, you know, down the road, like I said, there might be a sequel in the works, and hopefully his next film, which is... Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, works in his favor as well. Hopefully that gets good reviews yeah. too. Yeah, that's coming out on Netflix in May, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, one final thing in our announcements. You may be noticing that we're using these short little websites and our social media on Twitter, things like that. Um, those are... It's a website called P-Link, so P-Link actually will automatically send you right to our show no matter what um, phone or device that you're using. Uh, and if you run a podcast, it's absolutely essential that you use it because it will send your listeners to the right place on any device at any time. Uh, we're super excited because we we're actually affiliates with P-Link. So check out our show notes. We have an affiliate link there. If you sign up through them through our affiliate link, it helps us out a lot too. And it will help your show out a lot too because it uh, makes it a lot easier to send out these giant review tweets and just have a very short URL in there. So definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Gentlemen, shall we get into the news? I think we shall. <laughs> 
almost threw us off there with the the way I introduced that. Yeah, we nailed it. Like it. We nailed it. But, but like we, I, I like conducted you guys into it. It was good. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Something that happened last week that we weren't around for on Monday, the Oscar nominations happened. A lot of discussion was happening in the last week about this. Who should have been there? Who was there and shouldn't be? Um, and a lot of different um, milestones that were hidden. History was made. So the nominations for the 93rd Academy Awards happened. Some quick highlights before we get into the actual nominees. David Fincher's Mank leads all nominations with 10. Uh, Stephen Young becomes the first Asian-American performer to ever be recognized in the lead actor category. Riz Ahmed becomes the first Muslim ever to be recognized in the lead actor category. First time two women, Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell, were nominated for Best Director. Only five women have ever been nominated in this category. They make it seven. And Anthony Hopkins at 83 becomes the oldest actor nominee at the, uh, at the Oscars. You said the Oscars? At the Oscars. I'm from, this is Boston. At the oh. Oscars. Like, at oh, the Oscars. What, what did they give out a award uh, for there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, something also really interesting is that the producers for the upcoming Oscar ceremony said that in a letter to all nominees, this year's event will be held in person and described it as an intimate in-person event at Union Station Los Angeles with additional show elements live from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. That's traditionally where we have the Oscars, or the Oscars. Um, this letter also explained that Zoom will not be an option for nominees who don't want to travel to the event, or who just don't feel comfortable attending an intimate ceremony in person. Before we get to the nominees, what do you guys think about this? Well, I kept reading that they're debating on like making it like a movie instead of like uh, like a pre-recorded thing. Yeah, right? you know, and uh, I, I mean, at this stage, I'm I'm kind of down for whatever as long as it's not like how the uh, the Golden Globes were. Golden Globes were a mess. Were just awful. Um, you know, award shows are a tough thing to do. Obviously, so you want to keep these winners a secret. So, like, how do you do that when you have something pre-recorded? Uh, I. At this point, like I miss how things used to be. I know most people are just kind of over award shows, and but I think for us, this is like this is our Super Bowl. This is the only oh, thing we get excited for, and yeah. then we move on from there. But I'm I'm curious to see how it's gonna go. Yeah, Anthony, how about you? What yeah, do you I don't think I'm gonna watch it this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Super Bowl, though. Uh, it's, it's, is it? You this, gotta watch this it. is this is like our uh, this is yeah it's it's yeah, a joking. major event for us. Um, yeah, what do you think about this? You know, I don't. Uh, it's interesting. I, I, it's the first time they're ever doing this mm-hmm. type of situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because I've I watched. I didn't even watch the Golden Globes. So I'll tell you that you, I didn't watch the Golden Globes. You didn't miss and much. I, and I know I didn't miss much. Um, but you know, not giving the option to be part of like if you can't make it, you can't show up on camera or something like that. It, right. It just is super strange. I don't know what they're trying to do. Like you should give the freedom to the people who are nominated who can't come to the country because there is a global pandemic. And and that's that's where I'm that's where I'm at right now. It's like you have people who are in the states and yes the states is in a very good spot right now with vaccines becoming available and all that. But how about everybody else outside of the right. United States, right? And to tell you the truth, we really don't know until, you know, cases go down and and down by a lot, and America is still one big hot spot. Of, oh, for sure of of COVID. Of COVID, you know, compared to other countries. So mm-hmm. I feel bad for actors and actresses and and filmmakers who can't make it to the event, but they can't also be part of the event remotely. Right. I know when they did the, I think the Emmys, um, they did it remotely in for for Schitt's Creek 
They did it in Toronto. Yeah, they did it at um, what's the castle in Casaloma? They had like their own, but that was Shit's Creek who did that, right? They had like their own like little hub for that moot for their show because they were nominated like in every category, mm-hmm. right? Where I, I, I feel it's it's like the you know it's the smaller categories or like smaller like oh like short film or right best foreign film that maybe they're they're not from the states or not living here that they won't have a giant viewing party like Mank may do mm-hmm. because they have. 10 awards up for nomination, right. Right? right? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel bad for that. And I don't know if that was the right decision on their part. Let's get into the nominees this year. So, starting with best performance by an actor, we already said Riz Ahmed. Uh, we have Stephen Young for Minari, which you already said to Gary Oldman for Mank, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, and Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now, we will be having a, a prediction episode, which will probably be the week before the Oscars. So mm-hmm. that's going to be all the way in April because mm-hmm. they're delayed this year or all the way in April. It's a month from now. <laughs> um, any surprises in this category for you guys? Steven Yun in Minari. Yeah. And not, not to take away from his performance. I just didn't expect him to be nominated for his mm-hmm. performance because mm-hmm. it just didn't stand out as like this Oscar worthy performance. Mm-hmm. And I also argue maybe like his son in the movie, like is, more of a lead character in that in yeah. Minari than yeah. Steven Yeun is. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with Anthony here. Like I, again, absolutely love Steven Yeun. I think he was so good in Minari, but um, I don't know if it was best actor. But again, right, if he wins, amazing, yeah, good, good for him. Like I, it's, it's just you want me to find something that's not that doesn't match to everything else in here. Maybe it would be Steven Yeun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Riz Ahmed, amazing to see her. I think oh. his performance in Sound of Metal is phenomenal. And I think since we saw it at TIFF in 2019 now, yeah. um, we've been thinking like, man, we hope this film gets the recognition it deserves, and it did, which is great to see. I was very nervous about this film because I thought it would fly under the radar, and I'm yeah. glad to see it's getting the attention it, mm-hmm. it truly deserves. It reminds me a lot of Whiplash. You know, Whiplash was one of those films that just kind of snuck up on people, Yeah, and it could have been one of those films that either was hugely popular or just flew under the radar, and I'm yeah. glad that it's getting the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, performance by an actor in a supporting role, we have Sasha Baron Cohen in Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami, Paul uh, uh, Rashi in Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. and Lakeith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah. Which is really funny is that they submitted Daniel Kaluuya as lead actor for... And they submit- or they, yeah, sorry, they, submit, uh, they submitted Lakeith. Yeah. And then, but they ended up deciding to nominate him for best supporting instead of best actor. Yeah, I guess very he weird. Was, he was when they did the 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 the, the counting of these votes. Yeah, um, he was under the supporting. Like they the people who they vote it, they vote for him for considered supporting. him a more supporting actor, which was strange because he wasn't put in that spot. No, very strange. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he posted on Instagram the other day. He's like, I don't get it either, but. I don't care. I'm, I'm just happy to be yeah, nominated, yeah. basically. I mean, I would have definitely put him in um, Best Actor here because, yeah, he deserves it. I, I was really happy to see Paul Ricci. Uh, yeah. Ricci. Uh, I, I think Ricci. Ricci. Yeah. Nominated for Santa Mel. Uh, amazing performance. Yeah, he's I great. He was great. I just, I honestly, again, same thing. Did not think people would notice it. Yeah. I thought it would fly under the radar, but I'm happy to see that it's there. Anthony, did you watch it yet? I have not watched it. You should watch so it. So I would it's say really that good. would be my biggest surprise because I didn't see him yeah. in yeah. any of the other award categories no, why, yeah. nominated so it's good that i guess he's being recognized because he's been um he's been around for a very long time yeah yeah i think he's been acting like for like 30 years yeah but uh, it's all small roles right yeah. 
No small roles, only small actors, as they say. Performance by an actress in a leading role, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrea Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. This is honestly a category that I could see going to either one of them. Like, there's, yeah, I don't think there's a clear front runner oh, okay. this year. I haven't really seen Andrew Day's in uh, United States versus Billy Hottie, so I can't speak too much about her performance. But all the other ones, um, yeah. Huh. Like, I, I, Andrea Day has been winning all her awards yes, that she's she has. been nominated. So she seems like she is the front runner. Um, I would suspect and I would predict it would go to her. You think so, eh? Um, yeah. Again, I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know no. what her... her um, Extent of her performances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really, I really like uh, Carrie Mulligan in Promising yep. Young Woman. I thought she was really good yeah. in that movie. So yeah. I would like her yeah. to win. I think, I think Francis as well could, I could see being like a surprise, not a surprise because No Man Land's probably going to win Best Picture, but yeah. uh, I could see her getting um, the acting there too. Because again, the Oscars will just, will have those super surprise moments, right? So. I'm excited to do our prediction episode. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, performance by an actress in a supporting role. We have Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film. My God, they put the full name for it here. Mm. Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Jesus <laughs> Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Glenn Close for Hillbilly LG. Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried in Mank. And Yu Jung Yeon in Minari. Again, love seeing the Minari uh, representation here. That's awesome. This is mm-hmm. the the grandmother. Yeah. Um, she was awesome yeah, she in Minari. Really she definitely like she was a performance. I'm like, wow, yeah. she's really good in this. I'm I'm glad that she was recognized. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I think the biggest biggest uh, snub we'll say in this category was uh, Jodie Foster not being nominated for the Mauritanian. Mauritanian, yeah. Mauritanian. Um. So yeah, and she winning her Golden Globe at. Um, the Golden Globes yep. for the same um, actor, uh, supporting actress. So yeah, that was a little strange. She was nominated, um, but you know, I I don't know who would the, this award would go to, other than yeah. I mean, I, I if if I were to give it to somebody in there, I'd probably give it to Maria um, Bakalova because I think she was absolutely hilarious. But again, Oscars comedies. Uh, they don't mesh well together, so I feel like it's going to go to maybe, I don't know, Glenn Close for Hillbilly LG. It'll be her or, first Oscar win, right? Yeah. Olivia Coleman. I, I, again, love her. She's just not in The Father as much, so I, I can't... Well, she is, though. No, I, I mean, like, she, she's in it a good amount, but uh, I but, think with the supporting yeah. role, like... Like, I want, it, want, like, you I, want, like, you want more. You know? I, I don't know. I, I feel like... I, I'm glad to see her there. Oh, yeah. Same. I'm glad to see... Because, again, like, last year, I, there's not really many performances I could think about that are deserving of being here, but um, I, think, I think it'll be Glenn Close's year just because she's been nominated a million 40 times, times. Yeah. And she's never won. And they're going to be, they're going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, let's give, let's give this one to her. Yeah. Even though nobody's mm-hmm. liked to Billy LG. No, I, I just want to go back to, to best actor and best actress. Here. I think in best actress, we should have seen um, the invisible man. What's her name? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss nominated. I think she did a phenomenal job in that film. Yeah, but again, I, horror movie. Horror Oscars movies. don't like genre films. Don't know like why uh, she should. She should have been nominated. And I think Best Actor. If you took Stephen Yeun out and put Tahar Rahim there from the Mauritanian. Oh my God! Yeah, I think that was a much stronger performance because he 
Wait, mm-hmm. if you take, do you say if you take out who? If you have to take Steven Young, oh, okay, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I, I would put Tahar Rahim there instead. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, you could take out Gary Oldman. I mean, Gary Oldman yeah, was sorry, good. You could Gary, take Oldman Gary Oldman was, too. was good in May. They need, they need, they need two white guys at least. Yeah, they got Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so like, hold on, hold on. They, they, one Muslim at a time. You got to look at this so carefully. Like, I'm yeah. looking at this and I'm like, okay, they got a brown guy, they got the black guy, yeah. uh, they got the Asian guy. Okay, yeah, they need the white guys. Uh, too. Whites still need to. Obviously, have the, yes. I would, I would take Gary Oldman in a heartbeat. Again, we love Gary Oldman, but like his performance in May. Is like, one. He's his performance in Mank is like it's it's he's Garrowman. He's great, but it's also not yeah, like it's not. I'm not thinking about his performance no, anymore. No, no I'm not, not even thinking about that movie. No, <laughs> I'm yeah, not thinking know? a lot of movies that are on this list. The Mauritanian I've been thinking about yes since yes. I watched it correct. like a week and a half ago now. Yeah. Correct, absolutely correct. Delroy Lindo was also snubbed. Yeah, yeah, but I also haven't really thought about Defiant Bloods that much either. Well, uh, we watched like, it pretty much almost a year ago in yeah. May. Yeah, in May. So I, you know. He was a great performance. Yeah, he was a great performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I I would have loved to see him there. I would have loved to see him there. Yeah. Um, Where did we leave off? It's almost like you have to release movie. Don't release a movie that you want people to care about. Care about that early. Yeah, we should should take a look at that, like, best picture, like, nominees that happened in the first half of the year versus second half of the year. Because it's probably not that many. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best animated feature film. um, Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun of the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Soul and Wolfwalkers. I d- I just don't understand why they should have just give given this award to Soul. Like he's gonna <laughs> just, win. Just like you're gonna win already. Just like Onward being there is just no. It's just it's just default because it's Pixar, right? I get it. I get it. But it was it was a, it was an. I'm sure we've seen like weird like uh, animation films win sometimes. Where I I can't remember the life of me. What the last was it? The one with Hugh Jackman? Uh, the oh yeah, the Link. Yeah, the missing link. Missing the link. missing link. Yeah, it didn't win. Uh, it won the Golden Globes. It won the Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. Everyone was like, like, "What? What?" <laughs> it beat Toy Story yeah. Four. But yeah. I could, but I could also see. Um, I think it's gonna be sold, no question. Right. But Wolf Walkers has been getting a lot of buzz as well. It too. has been. Yes, and it could, it could be that crazy. random. Yeah. Yeah, it's not sold though. Come it's on. not you, sold. The soul should be best soul picture like of the year. Soul should be nominated <laughs> and for Wolf Walkers is an Apple TV Plus film as well. Yes. Well, like Soul could be nominated for best visual effects. Yeah, and it was on the short list, right? Yeah. Like that was that was amazing. Uh, achievement in cinematography: we have Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. How the hell is Tenet not on this list? No idea. Tenet got really yeah. snubbed, man. Got this hell snubbed out yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I also think not a lot of people maybe have seen it for the time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. You can't. I don't think a lot of people saw No Man Land, and it got you know it's getting praised yeah. no yeah. matter yeah. where. It's it, true. It premieres. It's like this is fantastic, and yeah. to us, that movie is like we always meh. Yeah, but we but we see like we see this all the time in the Oscars where it's like I wish I again I know this is probably controversial to say like I wish there was a limit on how many categories you could be in in the Oscars because mm-hmm. like when you see like Mank with ten, yeah, you're like holy shit, that's amazing. It must be like one of the best movies ever made, and it's like. No, it's no, just it's not. <laughs> it's just in every single category, and I'm like, it doesn't need to be in every single category. It does not like, at all. that's where you get more. You can get more representation in the Oscars for more movies. Like, best cinematography. Like, the only one on this list that I'm like, oh yeah, had great. Like, No Man Land looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only one that I'm really thinking that had great cinematography here it was maybe Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I'm thinking no, about more a, often. That's mm-hmm. the only one that I'm thinking about. Oh, the visuals I really remember for this. You know, I mean, and, and like the best ones weren't even nominated for last no. year. No. Yeah, it's an interesting. I don't know how they do their picks. I just, I don't know. I feel like they're so out of touch. Hundred percent. They're so out of touch. They have no idea what's going on. 
see you're you're leaving these 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 nominations up to the people in Hollywood. It's not open for a variety of different areas. Like even for us, right? Not like we we would make the, the right movie, choice. Let the movie podcast. Like go. I can't think of you know all the people in Hollywood are making the right choice. There's no. a political choice. There's an agenda. I mean, yeah. that, there's it, also like right? I find there's there must be some sort of kickback choice mm-hmm. as well that we don't see. There's there's a lot behind the scenes at the Oscars, and maybe we'll talk about it closer to the event that, like, you know, how does, um, what's the Shakespeare in Love win Best Picture? Well, oh, yeah. let's, we should get into that and really mm-hmm. kind of see how that happened. Um, we're not going to be talking about all the categories at the Oscars today, because, again, we're, we will be giving our prediction episodes a week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to get to a few more categories. Uh, best uh, Achievement in Directing. Uh, we have another round. Thomas Vinterberg, Mank, David Fincher, Minari, Lee's Isaac Chung, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. Did not expect to see another round there. No, neither did I. I expected to see a One Night in Miami, Regina King. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. excited to see that. I haven't seen another round, but I've heard it's like I've heard it's really, great. Really, really good. Yeah. yeah. But then again, like we haven't seen it, and I don't think we've really came out in europe most of it mm-hmm. right i think i think it was at tiff as well yes it I was so, yeah, uh yes. but also it's not like i see people talk about it here and there but like i don't think it was on anybody's radar for best director this year no no, no. i mean I, I would have loved to see regina there i feel like it was people were more talking about uh, mads's performance right than they were the directing of the film yeah yeah uh film editing the father no man land promising young woman sound of metal and trials chicago seven if the father does not win this category mm-hmm. what are you gonna do I'll be a little upset. Okay. I'll be a little upset. I'll be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin not being nominated for Best Director. Yep. Also, oh yeah, Aaron Sorkin not being there. Yeah. Yep. Another he was, surprise. He was nominated for, for uh, Screenplay. Yes. But not Director. Very weird. And that movie was really well directed. Really well directed. Like, it's better than a lot of the movies it's on there. better than Mank. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's better than Nomadland. <laughs> and, then, and then Mank not being nominated for... Best screenplay. Screenplay. Which is like based on screenplay. Like, did you guys watch the movie? <laughs> it literally doesn't make any sense. I'm looking at this and I'm like, how did you guys... Like, where did this come from? It almost felt like they were trying to tick boxes. Like, they're like, yeah. we need some representation. Yeah. Uh, we have too many white people in this one. Yeah. Like, they, Wouldn't I don't it be know funny who's if, in charge. If, if Mank... Which is a movie about a screenwriter doesn't get nominated for best screenplay, but everything else, like what? Uh, original screenplay: Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago Seven. Adapted screenplay: Borat, The Father, Nomadland, One Night Miami, The White Tigers. Um, and yeah, we were we were talking about this a bit earlier. Achievement in visual effects: Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, One, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. I think this is one of the only categories. Ten- I think this is the only category Tenet is in. You know, best so, visual yeah. effects. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have best motion picture of the year The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari. Tenet's also in production design. Oh, there we go. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Only eight out of the total allowed 10. Why not just nominate 10? Just, again, pisses me off. Like, you have this, you have the ability to do 10. Do it. Well, like, I don't get why they don't do 10. Maybe the count was off. Oh, stop the vote? Stop the count. Stop the count. Like, you, when you were listening to all those movies, and I'm like, man, none of them are best picture. Yeah. None of them are best picture. <laughs> none of them are best picture. 
Maybe, but in 2020, are they best picture? Look, The Father's up there. The Father is it's really, really good. The only movie I really connected, and that movie, we haven't really talked about The Father yet. No, uh, we'll have a review soon. Just watching The Father, that movie is not made for my... Like, when I, when I look at it, it's not like something I would go and no. watch. Yeah. Like, it's not my generation. It's not... I don't want to say it's not my generation, but it's just not I know made for mean. us. Yeah. yeah. Even like Nomadland, these movies are, are so like distant from what we normally watch or what we were interested in. Mm-hmm. But The Father, when I watched it, I'm like, damn, this is a fucking good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a really good movie. Same, like, I, yeah. no matter what age you are, you go watch that film. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think of, the only movie I can think of that should be best picture. Right. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna win Best Picture. But I, but I, I want it to. I want it. To. I also yeah. think you know, Endgame should have won Best Picture last year. Oh, dude, you don't have to convince me that. No, let's convince you. And okay. I also think Dark, <laughs> Dark, Dark, Dark Knight should have won Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Dark Knight was the reason why they opened it up to ten Best Pictures, right? Like ten possible nominees. Yeah. But what bothers me again, which they did this last year yes. as well, why don't you nominate ten? Like, I honestly don't know if you have the ability to nominate ten. Nominate ten. It will shut up so many people who are upset about X did not get. Why didn't this get nominated? Maybe it's, Why is this, yeah. maybe it it's like the um, electoral vote, you know, in the states where they have like certain votes for certain categories, maybe. and maybe it just for some reason. And I know, you know, last night in my last in night Miami. Miami, maybe fell off that count. And maybe that's why it wasn't nominated. Yeah, there was more numbers for other movies, and right. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how these things just, work. It's just, it's just strange though. I just feel like, are they scared of it splitting, splitting the vote somewhere? Like I don't know. Like it's just, it's just very strange how, you know, if you have the ability to do it, just do it. Especially for a year that didn't have any friggin' movies coming out. Yeah, and where's Bad Boy? Where's Bad, Bad Boys yeah. for Life? Bad Boys for Life. Nowhere. That not even, that not even been sound or yeah. effects or anything. That yeah. movie's phenomenal. Best actor. Best actor, best supporting actor. Yeah, man. No, best actor to DJ. Best supporting actor to DJ Khaled. <laughs> man, that scene. I still think about that scene. Yo, he, you, he convinced me he was a butcher, man. He convinced me he was a butcher too. I was like, this guy's not an artist. He's yeah. a butcher. Okay. okay. Uh, best uh, song for Ritmo. You know, Ritmo? Black Eyed Black yeah, Peas. <laughs> uh, best Porsche 911 used in a movie. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Yep. Yep. It's true. It's a very small. Uh, a very list. small category. They did that before stunts. Yes. But it's, <laughs> but it's there. And every it's year, there. one movie's always nominated. It's, 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 that's it. That's it. Uh, moving on from the Oscars again, we'll, we'll have lots of conversations surrounding the Oscars over the next month. So don't you worry. Uh, oh, that's con- so seductive. Uh, don't you worry. Uh, continuing on with the news this week, Ki- um, Kingsley Ben Adir to star in Marvel Secret Evasion series for Disney Plus. This is coming from Nelly and Driva of Deadline. One night in Miami, star Kingsley Ben Adir will play a lead opposite Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn in Secret Invasion, the upcoming Marvel series for Disney Plus. Deadline has learned. In Secret Evasion, Jackson and Mendelssohn reprise, reprise their characters, Nick Fury and Skrull Talos, respectively, who first met in Captain Marvel. The crossover comic event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting Skrulls who have, who have been infiltrating Earth for years. I hear Ben Adir will play a lead villain on the show. Marvel Studios declined to comment. Shay, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, he's fantastic as Malcolm X in One Night in Miami. So I'm... I'm here for it. I, it's funny because when I saw his performance in that film, I'm like, I feel like Marvel's gonna look at this guy and be like, "We want you in." They something. always, they always see the the, the somebody potential. right before they explode, and like, yeah. he's gonna be part of our and, universe. And that's now. and when I when I heard this news or you know this rumor, I guess we can say for now, 
I was like, yeah, I I totally see it. I'm I'm here for it. He's he did such a good job in that film. So let's see what happens. Yeah, he also played Obama in the Comey role as well too. He did. Yes, you're right. Yeah. He, he looks very similar. He looks like a young Obama. He does yeah. look like he has Obama. that that face. Yeah, a young Hussein is the column. Yes, sure. <laughs> I'm not his father. I'm just telling you what it is. Uh, Anthony, what do you about? What do you think of this news? Yeah, man, I'm down for it. I'm down for him to. Be, I'm guessing he's gonna be a, a scroll. I'm assuming. How dare you? So yeah, I'm. I'm. He's a great scroll. actor. He's a great actor. I, it, you know, Disney. He, like we were talking about it. Like Disney knows when to pick the Especially right Marvel. actors uh, for their movies because mm-hmm. we we were having a chat yesterday. I think was, was yesterday. I in the chat? What was I in this chat? Yeah, you were. Okay, I don't think you you, you commented, but I I basically said it's so weird the characters that DC picks for their oh yeah yeah for actors, their yeah. for their sorry the actors for their characters compared to Marvel, which it seems like every Marvel character is this huge actor yeah. or huge actor perfectly casted. People yeah. are just like, wow, that's perfect. Yeah. Where and then DC, I like like we were saying, like I every DC cast like member with the exception of i would say margot robbie margot robbie henry cavill as superman has been controversial mm-hmm. right you know all the way going back with ben affleck and yeah. then gal gadot was a big was a big issue people didn't think she could play wonder woman and then ezra miller is a flash and ray fisher a cyborg who was like nobody, nobody fresh he, off yeah. of the broadway you know fresh off of broadway and jesse eisenberg is lex luther it's like every single jason momoa is aquaman like there's been such controversial decisions all the way through with every I would uh, say the I would say Jason Momoa's Aquaman was probably one of their better picks. It was smart. It's a smart pick. It was a smart it, pick. It, it, tra- it re retransformed um is that the word retransformed? Yeah. Um, sure. Aquaman as a character cuz Aquaman was always blonde, you know, like a fish. Wait, or- orange orange <laughs> fish. costume. Yeah, you know? like he was fucking this Aquaman's a badass. My man. You know, long hair, beard, like he just looks like, like yeah, he, that's he uses a dolphin as like a motorcycle, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. that kind of a dude. I like it. I don't I like we were talking. I also said that um, Wonder Woman was I'm interested to see who would pl- replay who would play yes. Wonder Woman in the future. Yeah, because I don't think Gal Gadot can act well enough. Not the play. only person. She looks the part. She's beautiful. Yes, she has. But performance wise. Is just oh man yeah her her acting it like look she looks like Wonder Woman yeah Yeah. anybody that some good moments too is like where she gives off like yeah like I buy her saying that I think her strong performance was in her first solo movie correct yeah her first film she did great in because I don't think it required too much range for her no she had to kind of keep it and she like the fish out of water type yeah so So she played it well really well it's. Just after that is whoa. Yeah, well, <laughs> no more acting, please. Kalel, no. I want to tell you a story. And she sounds like she's from Transylvania sometimes. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> and then she's then when she yeah, like in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League when she did the whole backstory about Dark Side yeah. and the old age of heroes. I'm like, is she just, is she reading somebody's report right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the strongest. But going back to Kingsley Benadir, we're excited to see what that happens again. Marvel just killing it with these series and Secret Evasion, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. Next on the docket this week, Netflix tests cracking down on password sharing. This comes from James Hibbard of The Hollywood Reporter. Netflix is testing a new feature that could signal the start of an effort to crack down on password sharing. Spotted by GammaWire, some some users are attempting to use somebody else's account, are now being stopped by a screen that says, if you don't live with the owner of this account, 
you need your own account to keep watching, you jerk. No, that's not there. Netflix confirmed that new feature, which is getting a limited rollout this time. The test is, des uh, is designed to help ensure that people using Netflix accounts are authorized to do so, a Netflix spokesperson said. In order to continue watching, the viewer is given the option of either verifying their identity with a text or email code, or opting to verify it later, which gives the viewer an unspecified amount of time to continue watching and later confirm they are the valid account user. This is making a lot of waves on the internet this week. I mean, password sharing is nothing new. I mean, across all social, all social networks and um, I was going to say streaming services, this is happening. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, when I looked at it, when I read it, I'm like, are they affecting people with single user accounts? Or are they affecting those with you know, multi-user accounts? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of understand their bit, like why they want you to have your own account sure. 100%, if, especially if you're just paying for a single user. If you're paying for a multi-user, I should be able to give my account information to four people. Right. No matter where they live. Oh, no matter, whatever. I've already, I'm like, I'm paying a huge premium on that. What's the screen, what's the amount of screens you can watch at one time on the highest tier? Is it four? four. Yeah. So I think if you have four people should be able to watch no matter where they are. I, I, I feel like that should be standard with yeah, that, yeah, with, with, totally. with, with, if you're paying for it. Yeah. And I, I, here's the thing that's tough about it because I have a lot of devices as well in, right. in my household alone mm -hmm. that are logged in Netflix. And one of the things that I absolutely despise about Crave is it's not screen-based, it's device-based. So then if I want to watch on my downstairs TV and then come upstairs to watch my upstairs TV, I have to remove that off the account, then add the new one. Right. In. And it's just this long, arduous process that I absolutely hate I think doing. Prime is like that too, actually. Is it? I think Prime is device-based too. I don't, I don't know because I have it on everything and I know that we share it. Yeah. So you have it on everything. But too. I feel like I've had to go in for Prime before and be like, oh, I'm going to take this off the list. Oh, okay. It's device capacity. I haven't seen that yet. But, um, and, and Disney Plus is also just like, just use it whenever you want. Right. It's great. But man, for Netflix to go out down this road, I'm not surprised. I knew that we were living in luxury for the longest time. So it, it, it's going to get to this point and it was sooner than later than, than I expected. I hope going forward, though, it's like we said, though, it's like if you have a four users like and you're paying for four, the four be able to watch on four screens, that should that not should change. It. That should that should be OK. Like if you're watching in one country and then another side of the country, like I get maybe why they're like, yeah, maybe you need your own. It's a different household. But I honestly think this is the only the only reason why we're seeing this starting to happen now is because guess what else happened this last week? Disney just hit 100 million subscribers. Right on their streaming service all paid subscribers too yeah and i think netflix sees that and they're like okay how can we keep making our numbers go up yeah and cracking down on password sharing requiring people to get their own account is going to drive their numbers up too if they start to enforce it it's, it's a tough thing because for people that live in split family houses like this is how are you going to police that and monitor that right it's it's a very yeah, I feel like there could be a lot of issues that pop up. I feel like the way they're doing it now, like, again, to your guys' point, just make it the four users and that's it. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, Netflix isn't cheap. It's gone. No. It's it's the streaming service that has continued to rise in price every single year. I wonder if this would backfire on them. Because if I was a user of Netflix and they're like, no, you can't use it, would I want really willingly go and sign up for a, a subscription with them or will I go to Disney Plus? Because it's cheaper, and I'm getting 
content that I don't get anywhere else. Yeah, I mean that's that's a, a that's a great question. I mean, I think Netflix is just one of those that everybody is so indoctrinated to already now that it's like you're used to having it, but is Netflix continuously putting out stuff that like I'll be honest, Netflix is where I go to watch The Office and I'll watch some Netflix originals as they come out Stranger Things, mm-hmm. Mank, things like that, but I'm not the only time I really go to Netflix is if I'm trying to find a movie. Yeah. I'm like, do I, if I don't own this movie and if it's not showing up in the TV app, I'll go to Netflix to look for it. Mm-hmm. Cause I find Netflix is hard to discover movies sometimes. Right. Yeah. Especially cause it's, it's always kind of changing its layout of where things are. It's, it's, it's that hard. one streaming service that I always think about, do I still need this? Right. Sometimes yeah. I, I do that with Crave even like I'm, excited with disney plus and it's also at a good price range where i don't feel like i'm being gouged right i think so, we're, we're spoiled with streaming services we really we are because i you know i say a lot about all of them but then i eventually will use a little bit here a little right. bit there a yeah. little bit there and i'm like i pay for five streaming services yeah the prime netflix crave disney plus and you know when you find you're looking for that movie and you just can't find it and you're like man i'm paying for four <laughs> <laughs> Four streaming services, and it's not on any of them. Yeah, it's on this random one where you have to find, download this app, and it's uh, like six ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like yeah, it's like okay, yeah. Sometimes the streaming services they're great, but it, in the long run for the user, for us, it's it's a it, it costs a lot of money. We're back to paying the prices that we would have paid for you know for cable, for cable. Yeah. But luckily now, like I, I again like. Luckily, now at least we get the choice of what we're watching. Because, like, I feel like, you know, in my family's house that we're still paying for cable every month when that bill comes, I'm like, what am I paying for? Like, I never, the only thing I ever watch on TV is live sports Mm -hmm. or news. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are we paying so much for that? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, Continuing on with the streaming service talk, Justice League surprises some HBO Max subscribers. With accidental debut, this is coming from Aaron Couch and Ryan Parker of The Hollywood Reporter, fans have been waiting years for its arrival, and on Monday, Zack Snyder's Justice League came 10 days early for some HBO Max subscribers. So this is all the way back on March uh, 8th, this happened. So this was like the day our, our last episode came out. For reasons unknown, when users attempted to play Tom and Jerry, the new CGI live-action hybrid film from director Tim Story... Instead of the upcoming Justice League, the upcoming Justice League cut played, the anticipated four-hour film from Zack Snyder is not due out until March 18th. Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max, and the error was addressed within minutes, the streaming service said in a statement. Several other users have noted this error, and The Hollywood Reporter was able to access Justice League via HBO Max. When The Hollywood, when the Hollywood Reporter attempted to play Tom and Jerry, first an error message appeared, and then Snyder's Justice League cut began. When pausing the film, a message said the user was watching Tom and Jerry. Some users shared screenshots of Justice League on Monday night, but Twitter sent down takedown notices on behalf of Warner Brothers to those who shared screenshots. How the hell does this happen, Shay? You know what, man? At this point, I'm not surprised anymore because uh, Zack Snyder just gets it from left and right. <laughs> what hasn't leaked for that movie? That it it sucked that this happened. I I was bummed out because 
I wanted people to be surprised. And for this movie to come out smoothly, I think he deserved it. To see this happen, I don't know if, again, it's... And there's also more things that happened after, like when there was the premiere that happened at the, the Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. They were shut down for like six hours yeah, and stuff the like DC that. fandom trailer leaked leaked early. The, uh, the trailer that was supposed to release on Valentine's Day leaked early so it's just like this guy's getting shit thrown at him again i'm happy on the other side of it now people are loving the film or enjoying it at least and it's getting the good word so sucks that this happened i feel really bad for tom and jerry fans i don't know who i mean who was watching that film but yeah (laughs) Anthony, how about you yeah it's strange how that happened it's i don't know how like the back the back um the back room, I don't know, the, server. The, the server, server, how those work. Like, how do you put one movie in front of yeah. another? It's like, I feel like it would just be in a folder and then it just would play. It's a, it's a strange move, right? And it's yeah. like, it's one of those things that, again, tinfoil hat on. I'm like, is this, is this like a weird marketing play for this? Like, I don't like, you don't like, how does it go 10 days early when you're trying to play Tom and Jerry? Like, it's a, such a weird, it's unfortunate. It's a weird it's, uh, situation for that. Conspiracy. Oh, right? yeah. Conspiracies happen in, in that server room. Something is rotten in the state in, of Denmark. In, <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm again I'm really happy that Zach got his his vision out there and it was successful. Yeah, clearly it's huge. And um, the Tom and Jerry thing happened, and then it you know was blown over by the success of the actual movie you know, itself when it came out. How many people tried to play Tom and Jerry that night? Thinking Snyder Cut would play. Yeah. I'm telling you, next month HBO Max is gonna be like, look how many people started because based on how they do metrics, like yeah, look yeah. how many people watched Tom and Jerry in the first twenty four hours. I'm like, yeah, they were all looking no to watch the Snyder Cut. No one's watching Tom and Jerry. No one nobody watches it. it well they did though. They did it trying to watch Snyder Cut. They did watch uh, Tom and Jerry though. Remember we Oh was... yeah, at the, in the in the box office, yeah. It did oh well. yeah, yeah. That's true. Um finally this week we have some quick updates on some news stories that we missed over the last uh, week that we were off. James Cameron's Avatar reclaims all-time box office title from Avengers Endgame. That was pretty surprising. I mean, not super surprising because Avengers just passed it, mm-hmm. but Avengers uh, Avatar got re-released in China, so that brought it back over. Uh, Maribel Verdu has been cast as Barry Allen's mother in Annie Muschietti's The Flash. Kiersey Clements is also returning as Iris West. And Billy Crudup will no longer star as Henry Allen. And I think they're going to recast him, which really bums me out. Because mm-hmm. he was so good in Justice League. I love I love Billy Crudup. I, I just don't understand why they would have to recast. I guess, I get like his schedule is an issue, but he's in jail. He's not... Like, the sequences, <laughs> he's not the, going anywhere. The scenes that you would involve him, maybe... Uh, a, a flashback to the the murder, and then yeah, him in jail, dude. Like, shoot just, it in two days. You yeah, guys got this. You, can yeah, shoot, you can't it, shoot that. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope I hope they find a way to do it because Billy Crudup is so damn like he's such a damn good actor, and yeah. him as Ezra Miller's Flash's dad, like I buy that. I, I totally like that. It. Yeah, I, I totally buy it. Mission Impossible Seven cast Carrie Ells, uh, Idra Varma, and Rob Delaney in. Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. Yeah. I already said it at the beginning of that. Yeah, sentence. you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this one is one that we spoke about months ago. Michael B. Jordan is now confirmed to be making his directorial debut with Creed 3, set for Thanksgiving 2022. Creed 3, still Creed. <laughs> still Creed. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Cool. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, again, actors turned to directors. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna have to see. We're gonna have to wait and see. I have to watch Creed two. You haven't watched Creed two? No. It's it's funny though because it's like it's all right. Um, 
continuing on almost like after Sylvester Stallone, like Stallone directed his Rocky movies and now he's yeah. going to be directing his own movies. Yeah. Yeah. Creed two is like, it's good. But like, I think the first one is such, was such like a groundbreaking movie. Second one just feels like, yeah, it's, it's, it's solid, but it's not what the first one did, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Disney plus hits a hundred million paid subscribers, which we spoke about already. And Billie Eilish wins Grammy for No Time to Die, the first song ever to win from an unreleased film. There's also another news. Um, oh, breaking news. L.A. opened up their theaters. Yes, they did. That was huge. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan was the first there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, was boy, there. first in line. First he in to, line. He, did, he went to go watch. Tom uh, and Jerry. He also thought it was. He also thought it was Zack Snyder's cut. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's, that's huge news for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it gives me hope. Hopefully, we'll get there. I mean, we're in Toronto right now. It's not looking too hot for us. No, not yeah. at all. You know, we're so a lot of cases. We're looking at a lot of cases today, so we'll see what it looks like going forward. It's surprising because when I th- when I think of the states, I always think of like things are open there, but I don't know what's not open. I keep hearing like kids are not going to school, and yeah. and I thought they were for some reason because here they are going to school right and i thought some of their theaters were open but i guess not so it's it's a whole different world it's a different world yeah there and but i mean if you open up la and new york movie theaters that's a really good chance that we're going to start to see some blockbusters starting to drop in movies again yeah i mean we oh another that just reminded me too uh godzilla vs kong is only going to be playing in theaters in canada when it comes out, it won't have the option to rent it. What theaters are playing it in Canada? Exactly. I mean, if you want to go, I think, to like Halifax, maybe, or Saskatchewan, they may have some theaters open. But for Che uh, shared the story this week with that theaters will not be, theaters will be the only place to see Godzilla vs. Kong. It won't Absolutely. be available to rents on iTunes or any PVOD. I, I don't get the alienation at all. I don't get... Again, fans what lose. Does yeah. that, what especially does, that, since what it's does on, that lead to? You know? Especially because it's on HBO Max in the States. Yeah. What does that lead to? Leads to pri- piracy. Piracy. I was going to say privacy. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what? Why does it do piracy? <laughs> hey, if, if it's there, I might watch it. 100%. People are going to pirate that the is, shit that out is, of this. That is the studio's decision. Me as a person, that's my decision. I can't go to a theater to watch it. Where am I going to fly to L.A. to go watch it? Are yeah. you nuts? They're still in fucking red zone there. I can, yeah. we, and we can't even do that, right? We yeah, can't only fly, even go to the States. We go to the, we go to we the airport. Uh, sir, why are you flying today? Uh, I got to see this Godzilla vs. Kong movie. Why, so you can, why, 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 why do you sound like that? Though? I'm from New York. You know? I'm going home. What if they're like, sir, we'll pay for your ticket right away? Because that's a fucking important that's thing. That's a bomb-ass also, movie. Also, we're from I, fucking Jersey, I already too. watch it on HBO Max, so I know. But why, why can you watch it, but I can't yeah. watch it? <laughs> Yeah, man. this is a this is a series we'll have one day. Border <laughs> agent, guys? border agent, <laughs> border patrol. <laughs> Anthony's just like, oh, fuck, give me a yeah, yeah. No, but like, it's just such a weird move by W Canada. Again, I think we all know why they're doing it because Godzilla vs Kong is going to be a big, big money theater movie, but there's no theaters open, so it's like, why, yeah. why? Like this fucking. They're limited to twenty five percent capacity. In a theater, so right? They're not making money yeah. that they think they're making, right? And even like if I don't know, even when we had theaters open at like fifty or sixty percent, I, I think it was only, I think it was still less than that, right? No, it was twenty five, I think. It was, was twenty five, yeah. I felt like there was more. Um, nobody went to go watch Tenet, yeah, right? Because I don't know, like our Tenet opening when we went to go see Tenet opening night, 
that it was, was uh quiet it was just like oh wow it's quiet but then you're like yeah it's a pandemic mm-hmm. but like i was telling uh i was i think i was telling you this the other day shay that from the from when we saw tenet to now is a longer i guess runtime without going to the movies than it right. was originally from march to yeah, like tenet. I, I don't even know how to go to a theater anymore like what do i do do i sit in the aisle or so sometimes i open up the cineplex app just like to see yeah. am i supposed to have my phone on yeah. during the movie well, i wanted to go watch akira Remember, I, remember, I was like, yeah. let's go watch Akira, and you guys said no. No, but was it even was no? Was it when was Akira playing? Akira was October. Yeah, but but didn't it get canceled? Didn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it, no, it came. It's still certain theaters had it, and I think one of my the theater near me, yeah, had it. And you and guys, then they and then and they then all you guys didn't watch it. Okay, with but, me. but we we had no one to it. watch you it with. You mentioned you wanted to see Akira, like, but I then you never asked us. Yeah, you got you gotta ask us. I gotta say it. You just said, "Oh, look, Akira's coming to theaters." We're like, "Oh, no, that's really cool." And then we never spoke about it again. Hey, Anthony, you want to go watch it? Why? You just tell us. We're your friends. Just be like, "Hey, you guys want to go watch it?" We're like, "Yeah, fuck, right with there." Is that another border agent? Yeah, you want to go see Akira in the states? Get out of here! He's like lighting a cigar. Sir, it's an airport. So you can't do any of this. Why are you yelling? Oh my goodness! New dates: Venom. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Just the way he said it. Venom. Venom. I was waiting. I was giving Shay's cue. Yeah. Let there be carnage. Moves from June 25th to September 17th. So we keep inching ourselves away. Man, Toronto man's man, man from Toronto moves from September 17th to we don't know when. Yeah, it's off Sony's release I think, calendar. Uh, you know, just Toronto man's Toronto man, yeah, yeah. say less, say less. when the come is made, come and make. You may not come. Uh, let's get into some trailers. 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 Concrete cowboy. Oh boy, we saw this film at TIFF last year, yes, and it is coming to Netflix. In April. Okay. It got a trailer this week. Oh, buddy. And that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. Uh, definitely go back. Check out our Concrete Cowboy review. Yes. Um, didn't love it. Did not love this film. Didn't really even like didn't it. He- <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't like the movie. I did not yeah. like it. Uh, in the Heights. We got a new look at In the Heights this week, which is coming from Lin-Manuel Miranda and uh, my blanking on his name. Jody Foster. No, not Jodie Foster. <laughs> uh, director of Crazy Rich Asians. John Chu. John Chu, that's John it. John M. Chu, I think? Yes. Uh, we got another, for some reason, the week, like three days yeah. before the Snyder Cut came out, her, he's like, here's a spoiler trailer for every My single new show in the movie. Yeah, this this trailer has, every, it has Martian Manhunter in it. <laughs> like, yeah, it has like Dark Side all over it. It's like it, yeah, his Omega Beams. beams like, everything. Yeah. Why would you show this trailer? I don't know. Three or four days before the movie comes out. You made out. the trailer, right? Well, the it, marketing it, company it, does, right? It leaked. I think it was a trailer. I honest to God think it was a trailer that was going to come out after the movie. But again, the trailer leaked. Oh. That was another trailer that leaked online, and it was getting taken down left, right, and center. And then he decided just to drop it. Because I 100% think that was going to be the trailer that dropped like this week or something. Yeah. To say, critics are saying Zack Snyder's Justice League is <laughs> taking a shit on Joss Whedon. <gasps> Fuck you, Joss. You know? Um, yeah, it's just a very weird decision to show all those money shots. Just a little off topic here. I was reading an article saying that. Um, can I? Can we talk about spoilers? I guess we could talk about spoilers in this episode. for Snyder Cut. Yeah. Let's let. How about this? Let's finish this last trailer and then we'll talk about Snyder Cut because we all watched it in the last. That's week. true. Uh, the Unholy. Okay, let's go. 
What do you got for me? <laughs> Unholy is a supernatural film. The Jeffrey Dean Morgan one. It starts off really good in the trailer, yeah. and then it turns into a monster movie, and yeah. you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it looks it looked scary because yeah. I'm because like, it's like has that whole like Catholicism, like Mary coming up here to this girl, and, and it almost gave me like Saint Maud vibes. It was like really right, kind of freaky, right. and then it kind of turns. I'm like, "Oh, it's just like a it's just like a scary looking monster with little it's just a bag lady fingers." Just a Catholic priest. He's scary. Yeah, the scariest oh, of all. <laughs> the scariest scariest of all. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, what we've been watching this week, let's start off with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Of course, we have to start off with that. So, yeah. What I watched, you, I watched you it again. You, it? you said you, watched, you were reading an article. Yeah, so I was reading an article to stay, saying that you know bat, this Batman and Joker sequence is the best... Oh, my God. ...Batman and Joker sequence ever filmed or ever shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not. I think, I think it's the best Batman versus Joker sequence we've ever seen in 2021. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't know about that even, actually. <laughs> I don't even know about that. Listen, it's, it's, a, it's a really good scene. It's a fun scene. Yeah. But it's also just like... It's just one of those things I'm like, I, you watch it, and you're like, okay, I don't think I'm ever going to see payoff for this. No. You know what I mean? Like, and like the way it's shot, too, with you know, Jared Leto always being out of focus and stuff, too. I'm just like... And you can tell they weren't shot together. Yeah, it just looks super, just like stylized. Like, let me just see. Them it looks like, so off. No, it, it was so weird. The bouquetness of it. Yeah, and it just felt so different from all the other. If we never footage. saw any of the footage in the trailers, would have been a lot cooler of a moment. I right. Think. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that would have been a great mic drop moment. Right. See, randomly see Joker appear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, you know what? That was my fear when the Snyder Cut was coming out, that we would get these wild takes after the film comes out. And, man, some of the things that I've been seeing, like, the, again, the community, there's people in there that are that are, that are respectful and understanding. And then there's people out there that are tweeting things like, we've bullied Warner Brothers into releasing the Snyder Cut. Now let's bully them into releasing the Snyderverse. And it's just like... <laughs> Man, just be happy with what you got. Like, this was, you know, Zach's happy. If they get a sequel, if they get something cool, but the amount of wheels that are already turning to have Warner Brothers release DC films down the road, you can't just put a cog in that and all of a sudden be like, no, now we're going to switch back to the Snyderverse. It's not going to happen. I mean, and Warner Brothers even told Zack Snyder that their 2017 movie is the canon version of Correct. the movie. So going forward, that's. That's still the canonized movie. That's it's one that more people have watched. You know, and, and it, that's that's what's kind of like you kind of just come down to it. Like, okay, like I'm glad we got to see Zach's version, but again, it came down to a lot of people harassing Warner Brothers nonstop. And now, anytime you click on anything Warner Brothers posts, it's hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. Oh my it's God. the new it's the new battle cry. And again, I love seeing the passion of people wanting to see this continue. That's great, but don't be an asshole about yeah. it. You know, I think that's that's just the, like don't be a jerk. Don't be like, don't be like a lot of people on the internet that are just like, this isn't something you're going to war for. It's a movie. We yeah. love movies. We make movies our lives. That we know. We have a show about it. But don't be an asshole. Yeah. Don't yeah. be an asshole. Because they don't owe you nothing. They, they don't. don't. No, they don't owe you anything. There's um, sucks that happen. There's another battle cry for and i sent it in the chat mrs Deltfire. oh <laughs> nc17 version i want right, to see it that i, I never it. even knew yeah. was out there or was a, a cut of the film but yeah that's the new you know snyder cut i want this that is the, cut. Uh, i love it nc17 wouldn't you want it i don't know i guess i don't know like what like 
just I wonder just what it could sex, be. drugs, and rock and roll. This <laughs> okay, he was a, he Hello, was a, wasn't he not like he wasn't a druggie in this no, movie. He was just no. a voice actor. Do we know what family. what some of the differences were? Was I'm sure it's just like just lines of dialogue that probably Robin Williams just spit off his noggin because similar things happened during Aladdin. Right. A, a lot of Aladdin was him improving and they had mm-hmm. to cut a lot of it out to make it a right. G-weighted film. Give us a four there's hour the NC-17. Yeah, there's yeah. probably an NC-17 version of Aladdin out there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, like, the balance between, you know, like, just fandom and just... That just... There's a balance there. You know, it's... There are more <laughs> important things in the world right now than having the Snyderverse out. Restored. Again, Restored, sorry. I would love to see Zach get another shot at it. Me too. But I also think that we're in a spot right now with, yes, the Snyderverse, sorry, the Snyder Cut is being praised. People are liking it. But it's also not what the majority of people want. A lot of people don't, like, Zach did whatever he wanted in this movie because he was given the opportunity to, because he knew that this was most likely the last one he was going to do. Right. Right. And he just went, balls to the wall the most self-indulgent stuff that he wanted to do, he did. 30 minutes of this movie is probably just slow motion shots. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a lot in this movie that maybe doesn't need to be there, and we've, we get into it deep into our review. Um, I, we both, did you finish it last night, Anthony? No, I fell asleep. <laughs> Where did I you tra- fall asleep? Uh, I fell asleep right when Diana is talking to Bruce about the... Oh, was it the bat- her battle cry that <laughs> put you to sleep? Anytime she's on screen? Almost. But it was that sequence where they were talking about the, the first battle with Darkseid. Oh, oh Age of yeah. Heroes. Yeah. Age of Heroes. Age of Heroes one. That's like chapter two, is it not? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I might have fell asleep a little bit beforehand. But also chapter two was like two the- hours into the movie, so I don't blame Yeah, I mean, I, again, we're seeing these wild takes come out. I'm sorry, that is not the best Batman and Joker no. sequence. Like, not even remotely close the dark knight is again but even then like it's not in the top 10 even because they are not sharing the screen together right they shot these scenes separately they that- were heating they were there was a heat sequence from heat remember? oh the heat yeah oh, oh yeah heat. Okay, <laughs> the movie. Yes, yeah yes, with the like, heat sequence with like, de niro really and pacino like the, how the, the fuck the, did the, they the, not get these two actors in the same room and they did man. he said michael mann said he shot them together no, no but i mean no, like yeah ben affleck and yeah. Leto. yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know but it, again, just wild. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's a cool sequence, but again, it's like, I, you know, at least for me personally, I'm like, man, I'm just so, uh, this is like the injustice. This is like an Elseworlds type yeah. movie. Now I'm like, I just want to see like these characters as we know them, you yeah. know? That's a big part of why I don't like Zack Snyder's vision for the DC universe, because it's an Elseworlds story. Right, it's not a real DC universe. Story. I think it started you, as one. If you though. have complaints, like if you if you want to challenge me, come and challenge me because that's oh, not the. My goodness, that, oh, wow. this is not. There we go, throwing the gauntlet down. The uh, the vision of what would prolong a DC universe like a Marvel universe story. Right, where can people challenge you? Where can we send people to challenge you? You send me, send chat, send through Instagram. Send it, send it to Daniel five one five Bunker Hill Drive. All right, what's, what's your address? Daniel? <laughs> Yeah, send it to uh, Daniel at uh, no uh, pulls a whole the town on us. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Now about I it. know where you live. You had a Batman that was thirty years in his twenty pa- year twenty, 20 years 20 past years. his prime. Yeah, you're gonna give me him? Come on, man. But where do you think they started? Where do you think Zach started to make that decision? Do you think because Man of Steel, I think, is a good starting point. 100%. It's as soon as he cast Ben Affleck. 
I think where it's like, okay, this is an older Batman. It was the now. idea of that. This is what cha- pushed it. I want Batman versus Super. I want the Dark Knight Rise Returns. Returns. Right. You know, like you. You can't do that. That's like the four stories. That's yeah. four movies. It's like starting with old Cap at the end of yeah. Endgame. Like, hold on a second. No, it was a yeah. wrong choice, and he fucked it up. And I'm sorry he did. He, he with that I log- right logic, no, he, he did, fucked yeah. it up. He should have just made another Superman movie or yes. a Batman movie yes. on its own. Hundred percent. Right. We were. I was. I was. I tweeted this week. I'm like, man, we got two Godzilla solo movies before his versus movie. Superman only got one. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Very but again, wild. We've gotten good movies out of it, though. Like, I mean, again, like good, quote, movies, not Elseworld critically, not critically loved, but like right. Batman vs. Superman and then Snyder Cut. I mean, yes, people love those films, but I think general audiences are just like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like characters that we really, no one could relate to. Yeah. Um, Anthony, what else did you watch this week? So, uh, starting on Sunday, I started. Put on Stanley Tucci's um, of course. Searching for Italy. This week he was in... Well, actually, there was two episodes because we missed the following. He was in Milan, and then he was in Tuscany. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, uh, Tuscany. Yeah. Really, really good. It makes you hungry. You like food? Like, I got to go to Italy and eat, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't want to get... COVID? COVID. <laughs> oh, God. That you makes know, sense. It's on the menu. They're, they're pretty high up there. COVID's um, on the menu. <laughs> watching the Father... Very, very good movie. I recommend you watch it if it, it's out. This week, actually. It's, it's, out, actually it's out in theaters and POVOD this week. Put on Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Aliens, and Aliens 3. You didn't watch Alien, huh? I didn't watch Alien because I really love Alien. So why... What? Hold on a second. <laughs> so you watched everything that wasn't the I want to leave that to the end. Interesting. Well, so w- w- now, okay, look, I haven't seen the Alien franchise, but I, I own them. You've seen Prometheus, no? No. Wow, you're lucky then. Yeah. Where? What is your ranking of, of all these then? Well, Alien is number one. Okay. Yeah, that's Aliens, why he didn't watch it. <laughs> number two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aliens 3. I haven't watched Aliens Resurrection yet. What was that one? That, that was, was the fourth. The fourth one. That what about when... Alien versus Predator? No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. It's not part of. <laughs> I've three. seen actually. I've seen those two. I've oh, seen okay. Alien versus Predator and Part Two. Uh, yeah, it's Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Prometheus. You know, it's the the prequels, right? It's the story of how the xenomorphs mm-hmm. kind of like originated from human hosts and how they were born, right? It's an interesting story. I don't. I. I. It loses the horrorness of it, and I'm. Want what? Sorry, the horrorness. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. or do you is say that a horrorness? Horrorness. The horrorness. 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 I don't think so. Hornetness. Hornetness. And that's that's what I want from an alien film. I want to be scared. You want to be scared? Yeah. I don't want too much history with these. Yeah. These so you don't want characters. Prometheus. <laughs> no, I don't want Prometheus, and I don't want Alien Covenant. But it's apparently this is Ridley's vision for right. You know how it led up to Alien, mm-hmm. but Alien is such a fantastic film. Because you like, you like Alien more than Aliens, huh? Yes. Okay. Just because it's, Aliens is more of an action film. It's an action film. Alien, you put it on now, and you're just watching these people in space. Normal, like literally, they, the way they shoot it, it just felt like it was a real. And the, these people had real jobs, and this. Alien comes out of nowhere to kill them all. And the practical effects in the first Alien especially are amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing. In, four, in 4K. Yeah. And um, one of the actors from Alien died 
this week. Oh, um, oh yeah, the uh, the, uh, the dude. Yeah, it starts with the Y, I think, right? Yati Yaman. I am looking. I should probably should stop trying to butcher his name. Yep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, was it the alien? Was it the alien that died? Yafit Koto. That's it. What, See, I was so he, far off. Was he an uh, actor? He was the actor, yeah. Yes. He was the the, the black um, mechanic. That's uh, yeah. He was kind of like... But just the way they ta- taught the story, did the story and edited it, it was so well done. Yeah. felt so real. Well done. It felt real, and it, it was super scary. Like, man, if you told that story now with the CG now, it'd be fantastic. Um, Watch Crisis. I don't know if can we talk about Crisis. I think we can. I think we could talk about it. I know you I watched, watched Crisis too, yeah. as well. You yeah. want to wait, and I'll just go through my list, and we'll talk. We it. can talk about it now if you want. I don't want to talk about. Then it. Then we can talk about it later. Then do you guys? You know, do you guys I, just I, not want to talk about it? It just sounds I, like I'm that. Just, I'm just gonna say <laughs> skip it. Yeah, I, I, this I, is I the uh, the uh, Army Hammer Gary Oldman film. Army right? Hammer Gary Oldman and uh, oh my god, Evangeline Lilly. That's it. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, opioid crisis. Oh yes, um, and Luke Evans. Luke Evans is oh, there, yes. solid cast there. Yeah, yeah. This is go ahead. You can. It's not a piece. bad movie. It's a it's it's an interesting movie because you have three points pl- of view plots happening yeah. but they're all revolving around this opioid crisis yeah the only problem is um some of the some of the challenges uh with evangeline Lily's character um and her her loss that leads to finding you know these criminals just doesn't add no. up um also army hammer is in it and right now he's not the best person to even <laughs> watch and every time you see him yeah kind of like ooh. He's currently in this whole scandal. And <laughs> yeah. it's just it's, and and it's this week too, to watch. he just got a uh, accused as well of, with yeah, a, of, misconduct, of, right? of, of raping somebody. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, with LAPD. So and Gary Oldman's in it, and he's just Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's but in he's like executive every producer for this film too. So that's but, probably just how they need to do that for, to pay him somehow see, more. <laughs> see, the issue with with the movie is Gary Oldman is really trying to act in this film. Yeah, but nobody else is like everyone else is just kind of showing up for their paycheck, and Gerald was like, "We need to find out what's going on with this opioid, what's on this drug," and I'm like, uh, "But I think, that's just, I think that's just Gary Oldman, though." Yeah, but that's the thing; he's, he's giving it his all, <laughs> yeah. and everyone else is kind of like making this a regular film, and right. then over here, Gerald like just fucking just shattered by the <laughs> opioid crisis, and yeah, Army Hammer really weird to watch him. I just felt uncomfortable. Eventually, Lily's character. Like she's an ex drug user, and then now her son, and it again. I cared about nobody in this film, yeah. and the movie is under two hours, and I felt the length of it more than I felt the length of Snack Sanders. My God, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, wow. There is a Canadian connection to there it. There is. So. Yes, it was nice seeing like Montreal on the screen. What's the Canadian connection? That's where the gangsters come from. Yeah. They oh, from they're Mo- French Canadian gangsters. Yeah, uh, they're not intimidating. Them. No, they're not. There's no. a scene sequence where he's like, "Dumb or knock." There was. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Said, actually replayed it twice. I died of laughter. I was like, "Did that really just?" And like, it's like when they showed the Canadians, they were like, "Oh yeah, hey, don't you oh, know? Yeah. Let me get on my moose you want here." Some opioids. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Like, yeah. it just reminds me what we sound like in uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, when they have, like the Christmas one, yeah. the Christmas episode is like, "Oh, they're Canadian gangsters. Yeah, they're not scary." Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what else did you watch this week? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hell the yeah, we did. And the Winter Soldier. So I watched it. We watched the you know the the op the screener that was given to us. And then I watched it again. Yep. In 4K. Oh yeah. Dolby Vision. 
fantastic. It looks so it looks good. So good. Yeah. It's like a movie. Yeah. It's literally like a movie. Loved it. Loved and it. I and I kept thinking to myself, cable TV, like you know, CBS, ABC, NBC, they're fucked. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> fucked because if this is what TV shows are gonna look like. I don't know if they have the budget and the time no and the way, resource dude. to make things look this good. Dude, they're going to lose. You are going to lose every single time. Disney is throwing movie budgets at these films, right? Even Netflix. You know, and Netflix too. Like, Netflix and Amazon Prime, they got to up their game because I literally, like, we have five more episodes of this and it's a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, and Amazon has the money. Netflix Amazon has, has a, not only about Netflix, but Amazon has money. Netflix is good at throwing money, but they are they're also not very much in, in debt. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have that that payback like Disney does. Right. And Apple has the money. Apple and has Apple, the money too. And if Apple can really host some fantastic stories like science fiction stories and action movies and we have that upcoming Apple TV Plus show, right? That takes place in space. Um, I don't know when it's coming out, but they showed the trailer for it that a few like Apple presentations ago and it looked like it's going to be heavy CG. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. Yeah. So yeah, it just was fantastic. I can't, I can't wait to see what comes each week with that show. Um, I'm actually, as a change of pace, I'm going to go next and then we'll, uh, we'll go use just so I'm not talking so much at the end, you know, um, something I just want to say, uh, before we get to my list is we have watched nobody, Review, the review embargo is open as of today. <gasps> as the time you're listening to this episode, what a great movie it is. We're going to have a review out on Wednesday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, uh, just because we want to space out our main episode. But make sure you look for our episode this week on the We Podcast feed, because that was a damn good movie. Oh, buddy. Um, so yeah, in the last, I guess, 10 days since we recorded a le- an episode, I've watched a bunch of random things. Um, a lot of Nick Cage movies, Gone in 60 Seconds, National Treasure, uh, National Treasure 2. Um, I thought I was going to watch like some car movies, so I put on an Italian job. Does not hold up as a movie. I, I used to really like Italian job, I think. Or I don't know if I, I, don't know if I liked it. I watched or it like, like once or twice Yeah, I'm like, I like the ride in Wonderland. But no longer call that now. No, it's called stu- Hollywood, Hollywood, Stunt Tra- Hollywood Stunt Track. Yeah. Uh, I liked Mini Coopers. Maybe that's why I think I liked yeah. Italian Job. But I watched I'm like, yeah, this is not a good movie. I totally forgot Charlize Theron was in it. Yeah, yeah Edward Norton cast. too. Edward Norton. Yeah. Um, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's from the, was he from the OG as well? Uh, I don't know. I do not know. Michael Caine was there. My, Michael Caine. Michael Caine was the... I don't think Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland was not in the original at all? Okay. Uh, I watched all three of the Star Trek original films this week. Is, uh, so, like the, um, the reboot the film. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Uh, Star Trek Beyond did not hold up for me at all. No way. Eh? I remember liking it in theaters. Because we were wa- talking about that one. Yeah, and I was like, I want to watch it. So I watched Star Trek Beyond. I'm like, man. John M. Chu. John, yeah, and, uh, and uh, Idris Elba just... Is not good in this movie. And also the girl from Kingsman. Yeah, Sophia Botella. Yeah. She didn't hold a, up, eh? Did not hold up. I checked out, uh, I started replaying Uncharted 2, which is just phenomenal. Uh, just because I was thinking of like Star Trek and Nathan, uh, sort of Nolan North makes a cameo in Into Darkness, I believe. Mm-hmm. And JJ said how much he loves Uncharted, so it's been on my mind. So that's how I kind of got there. Uh, rewatch the Mighty Ducks because we are anticipating the new show, which will be coming out next week. So we will have a review for it next week as well, too. Yeah, I gotta watch at that some point. Too. And yeah, no, it's. Would you watch one only? I just watched one last night. That's good. Um, but I'm gonna watch two and three uh, this weekend as well. Ooh. Two's the best. Two's the best. Two's, two's the best. 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 Two's the three is 
Three is silly. We don't, we don't talk about three. Three is silly, but I, there's still some fun moments in it. Hey, do we know someone who likes three? Yeah, we do. I like three, but I don't love three. Three is still at the bottom of my list. Well, yeah, we we like three as yeah. in like, well, yeah, it's. Maybe I don't three. like three. No, but like, it's like it's my idea. Cause I was like, yeah, I go, yeah. We don't hate it, but yeah, we it. know somebody who like thinks it's the best one. Damn! Wow, they we should not be friends with that person. Yeah. Then again, I don't remember who it is, so maybe we're not friends. <laughs> I'll tell you after the. Sh- I'll tell you after. Don't publicly shame uh, them. Um, St. Patrick's Day decided to put on the Departed. We did watch the. We Departed. did watch the. Did you know, uh, St. Patrick is Italian. We're gonna take him back. Is he? he yeah, he, he drove all back? the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, because he was Italian. His, the Italians his, don't his like parents snakes. are Italian. Uh, they're Roman Italians. I just this is historical facts. Okay. So you know the Irish, they love you know their whole story with St. Patrick's, but he's fucking Italian. Italians. Eh? You just yeah. you're coming back for him. You never know the Italians and their snakes. And it was directed by Martin Scorsese, so you know uh, Italiano. Italiano. Um, one film that I, I really wanted to talk about that I watched that really blew me away this week was The Mauritanian. Um, Anthony, you spoke about it, I believe, last time on the show. Yes. Finally got to watch it. Now Shay watched it too. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. What a great movie! My God, I did not expect because it looked when you see the trailers for it, you're like, oh, looks like a boring political movie. Yeah. And then you watch it, and you're like, damn, this is such a good movie. It gave me the vibes of um, the Imitation Game, where Imitation it, Game, yeah, where it's it's a film that the, the subject matter might seem very boring or dry, yeah, but it's the way it's presented, right? That okay. especially because like, oh, it's like, oh, here's like a nine eleven type yeah. movie where we're trying to find out what happened blah, again. Blah, blah, blah. It, yeah, those are the exact same plot points. So you're like, this could be really dry or depressing, and the film I think handles it in such a way that I was just. I was gripped. I was absolutely loving it. Um, I I can't wait to own it. I think I think that's kind of where I'm at with this with this movie right now. I just can't wait to own it. I really am excited for it. And I think that cut to black was phenomenal. Yeah, at the end that that just it's so good. Again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just one of the best cut to blacks at the end of a movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So so good. Shay, take us home. What have you been watching this week? Yeah, so a uh, Mauritanian, of, of course, we talked about that. Uh, I watched Kid 90. That was the oh, Kid 90 is another one that yeah, I watched. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're yelling at me again. I forgot. Um, yeah, I watched that. I watched Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, continuing on with my um, MCU, MCU rewatch. Watch yeah. with my girlfriend. Then we also did Thor Ragnarok. She absolutely loved Thor Ragnarok, and I think I loved it more this time. Like, I already, already did love it. Mm-hmm. The man movie gets better with every rewatch, I think. Um, Nobody, which again, nobody, fucking phenomenal <laughs> film. We watched it, tw- <laughs> we watched it twice in a row. Twice in a row. It was that good. Yeah. Wow, was, you watched it twice in a row. Yeah, it was. Well, that we good. we watched it, and then we took a break. We took a break, and then you watched it, and then we watched it. Again. And we watched it. Again. <laughs> oh, so you waited for me to finish? Yeah. And then and then yeah, I watched it like really late though. Yeah. yeah so. And then I watched it one more time. You did. That. You did yeah. watch it one more time. Yeah. We didn't Interesting. Have to, I don't know you guys that. need to sleep more. We had seventy two. Oh, yeah? We had seventy two hours to watch it, and we, we made we it. made sure we, we it was it. a national holiday. <laughs> uh, watched Ninja Baby, of course, at, um, uh, at South, South by Southwest. Southwest. Yep. Um, interesting film. Definitely interesting film. Uh, very Crisis, endearing film. Very endearing film. Watch Crisis. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Assemble the making of WandaVision. The Departed. And I also just watched The Courier. With um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, can, like we, can we say anything about it? Yeah, the Courier. 
Yes, you can. Yeah? I don't like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so boring. Oh, my God. I, I, I did not enjoy this film. wasn't for me. I'd, I'd give it a skip it. But, yeah, really, really slow. I was hoping it would be in the same vein as, like, Imitation Game of, you know, taking place in that period of time or, well, obviously a little bit uh, after. Um, but, man, there's just something about Russian spy films that I don't care enough about. I think maybe that's what it is. Oh, he plays a Russian spy? No, like, he's he's going I'm, to the Russians, right? That's why. Is he a British spy? He's a British spy. Oh, MI6, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, not for me. Didn't enjoy it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's all we've been watching this week. I mean, it's it's strange, because, like, we there's more things that we watched that we didn't speak about. We'll have it all on our list if you want to see everything that we've watched, because we've been off for a week. Um, like I said, a bit, not a bit, a lot disappointed with South by Southwest this week. Yeah. Being geo-blocked to Canada, so if you're Hoping to see why, see some of the films from there covered. We apologize because not a lot were available to us. So. Yeah, unless you really want to know about these short films, then right. let us know. Uh, coming up this week on the feed, though, like we said, we will have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, a review and recap up on Friday. We should have Mighty Ducks up on Thursday. Wednesday, we'll have nobody. And then we'll see if anything else, like, you know, fills up the week because there's always something to listen to on the movie podcast feed. Of course, you can catch a brand new episode every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to write in, be part of the show, join us, uh, follow us on social media at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget, we're on a mission to hit 200 Apple podcast ratings by September would mean the world to us if you could help us out. So please do that. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. Thank <laughs> you.